On this week's Jeep Talk Show, the Wrangler is giving the Cherokee the boot. The Cherokee's plan is getting relocated to make room for the new Wrangler-based Jeep truck. And in Wrangler Talk, I try and make sense of the JK's load rating. We hear your voicemails and share a kind review. We answer your tech questions. We hear from the mind of Nikki G. And we spread some of that YouTube love. And we're just eight episodes away till that big 200. Anton is back with another installment of CJ Talk. We find out what's happening on xjtalk.com and Amazon. You bought what returns. Tony announces what tires he's going with. Tammy gets a new tool. And I talk about the mechanical progress on my own XJ on the next Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. Well, the Cherokee has been a bad little roommate, and the Wrangler is giving it the boot. Fiat Chrysler has decided to keep making the Jeep Wrangler in Toledo, Ohio, as well they should. Something despite plans for an aluminum body construction that could have forced the production elsewhere. But that's not entirely new news, now is it? What is, though, is FCA's move to relocate production of the Jeep Cherokee to a nearby state. That's right, they're kicking it out. At least they're keeping it here in the U.S. That's about all I can say about that. So, why all the boat rocking? Well, Jeep plans to build a truck. That's right. I said Jeep and truck in the same sentence. I reported last year from my inside sources at Jeep that a pickup was going to happen. It was just a matter of when. That's right. Jeep will be making a Wrangler-based pickup in Toledo, a move that will soften the blow of a transferred Cherokee, Jeep's best-selling vehicle for some reason, the news comes after 11 months of uncertainty about the fate of Wrangler production in its historic home. Details of the plan will be announced most likely later in the year at the earliest, but with development of the Wrangler-based pickup is still in the works, but a release date of 2017 or 2018 is most likely. FCA's Toledo Assembly Complex is composed of two plants, for those of you who didn't know. One smaller body-on-frame plant that builds the Wrangler, and another nearly brand-new unibody plant that builds the Cherokee. The two lines share some common part staging, but otherwise operate completely independently. The plan would require the unibody plant, locally known as Tornado, Tor, Ton, Tornado Toledo <laughs> North, to be converted to a body-on-frame assembly. The redesigned 2018 Wrangler would launch from there. FCA's plan would ensure that the Wrangler production would continue while the plant is retooled for the redesigned 2018 Wrangler. Production of the redesigned Wrangler and pickup is planned to reach 350,000 units per year, making for a great availability a great availability for a Jeep we've all been waiting for for a very long time. A Wrangler-based pickup has been on Jeep's enthusiasts' wish list since the brand showed the Jeep Gladiator concept back in 2005 at auto, show, auto shows around the nation. The Gladiator was built on a Ram 1500 pickup frame and shared Wrangler styling, of course. It's unknown whether the Wrangler-based pickup would be Gladiator-sized or smaller to compete with the redesigned Chevrolet Colorado and GMC Canyon, as well as potential Ford Ranger pickup. Either way, the, re the Jeep badge and underpinning should allow it to sell at a premium above those other offerings. Well, because it's a Jeep, if nothing else. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys who continue each and every week to help me out by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you guys got something that you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories here on This Week in Jeep, be sure to let us know by sending us an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, I was feverishly looking for it. Somebody put up a, a joke uh, picture uh, earlier. I think it was today 
of a 2014-2015 Jeep uh, Cherokee Trailhawk. And I think they had photoshopped it so that it had a a bed in the back. Oh, no. And there was a, (laughs) I don't mean a sleeping bed. I mean like a bed, a truck bed. Like a pickup bed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm following you. And on the side of the, uh, in big graphics, it said Comanche. (laughs) Oh. So the that G- person needs to be drugged out back <laughs> and beaten severely with a rubber hose. So how dare I was they? trying to, I hadn't, I didn't uh, see what you were going to read tonight. Otherwise I would have had that one queued up. Oh, you should have. <laughs> yeah. And no, then, that would have been great. Well, maybe we can uh, post that picture up in the show notes just yeah, for uh, grins yeah, and giggles. Yeah. It was, uh, it was very funny. It got a lot of reactions from, uh, from people on the, uh, the Facebook oh, Jeep I, talk I, show. I bet. I bet. <laughs> So lots of fun. It's always fun. Photoshopping is, uh, is uh, one of those things that is a great thing. Oh, we do. encourage you guys to send in your Photoshop creations. If they're Jeep related, by all means, you can send them to the same email address. We'd love to see them. Yep. Yep. Uh, certainly would. So anyway, uh, Tammy, what do you think about a, a Jeep truck? Is that something that would interest you at all? I think it would interest my husband. Me, I, I really like my Wrangler the way it is right now. But, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it on the social media sites and everyone keeps saying, I, I'm not going to believe until I see it. Yeah. Well, they've been promising it a long, long time. And I mean, just from the concept uh, type thing, not actually saying they were going to make it. So yeah. Well, now there is, for those of you out there who just can't possibly wait, I don't know if you guys have seen this, the auto shows or any of the off-road shows in your area, but Mopar actually makes a, a JK eight conversion kit. Now, this kit will run you anywhere from six to nine grand, but it will turn your JK into a pickup. Yeah. It's yeah, a I've seen some pictures kit. in you can some retain places. Your factory, yeah, you can retain your factory warranty and everything. No welding, no fabrication. Everything is included in the kit to turn your JK into a pickup. Now, is it going to look like this Gladiator concept? Well, of course not. But, uh, but hey, if you, wanna, if you want a Jeep pickup, there's definitely a way to do it. Uh, they're quite nice looking, but it, it is very they expensive. Really yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I could see me putting that together and then either getting T-boned or uh, stolen oh. right after you know right after you taking your uh, thirty thousand dollar vehicle and making it a sixty thousand dollar vehicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it's uh, it is a really cool thing to have and and very unique. At least until they start making uh, uh, factory uh, JK uh, trucks. I wonder what the the uh, uh, initials would be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really good question. Hey, if you guys got an idea on that, make sure you drop us a line. Give us a call. 530-675-4102 and let us know what you think Jeep is going to call the new pickup. Looking forward to it. Looking, see, looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. The number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house xjtalk.com it's where you go when you're not off-road i don't know why that one doesn't work but anyway is it my turn yeah um later on wrangler talk i'm gonna find out if you guys think my jeep is getting too fat (laughs) (laughs) women it's it's just the jeans is my is my rear too big (laughs) Does this does this bumper look my make my ass look fat? <laughs> oh no, gonna get into trouble. Yeah. Well, hey guys, we have three of us that are getting into trouble each and every week. First on the mic, you know him, you love him. His name is Mutteroy on the forums. He goes by Tony here on the show. Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself. I just knew you were gonna say Josh. So, uh, yep, I am on uh, xgtalk.com, wranglertalk.com, Jeep 
uh, talkshow.com, uh, just all over the place, uh, more right, places than more places than some people would like for me to be, I'm sure. <laughs> and, uh, we've been doing, Josh, you know, that this show has been in, uh, process progress, uh, production since 2010. The hell you say, Tammy, had wow. me, Tammy had me look up, uh, episode one. Cause she wanted to laugh. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I saw that it was, uh, I think, like December 15th, 2010, oh, and it yeah. was a rambling mess. Don't anybody go listen to that. Uh, Tammy expressly, expe- ex- expressly uh, said it was great listening to Christmas cheer five times in a row. Oh, yeah. I'm like, again? <laughs> oh, no. You're making us listen to it again? <laughs> it's a great song, Tammy. Come on. Uh, no, it was. It was very, very um, upbeat and got yeah, you in the christmas spirit uh-huh. but halloween's not even here yet <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yeah that's a that's a great one to uh to uh fire up around the yule log yeah well whatever you can get away with and this is my co-host josh yeah and i get away with a lot on this show that's for sure and on the webs too guys you know me as nw99xj or northwest 99xj and i hail from the pacific northwest and i love it out here guys if you ever have a chance to wheel the pacific northwest come on out I'd love to have you, and I'd love to, for you guys to have a chance to wheel my backyard. Not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> a lot of cool stuff out here. We'll be talking more about that as the shows progress. And, uh, and I'm Tammy. Tammy. Yeah. Yep, Tammy, um, also known as Jeep Mama. And you can check out my blog at www.jeepmama.com. And um, usually a couple times a week I post up a, a new blog post. So check it out. I was giggling uh, right uh, in the pre-show because uh, I saw where Tammy got the inside of her Jeep all wet, got surprised by a shower today. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, lots of fun. Uh, Always, it's always an adventure when you go out in a Jeep. Uh, Sometimes uh, bigger adventures than others, but it still happens. So we have an adventure. We have an adventure right here each and every week, guys. It's called the Jeep Talk Show, and we are recording it live every Mm -hmm. Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. We encourage you guys to. Join us live during the show and chat with us as we record the show and chat with the other uh, fans of the show while they go ahead and make fun of us while we try and do what we do here. (laughs) You guys can find all that good fun over at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, guys, we have just got eight episodes left until the 200th. 200th, I can't even say it. I'm so excited. I know. (laughs) The 200th episode. And uh, Tammy will be right back. And uh, (laughs) Sorry. That's all right. So I didn't want anybody thinking that you had given up on us and that was it. You were, you were leaving and, uh, I'm out of here. So if if you guys quit, (laughs) if you guys don't know what I'm talking, uh, on the audio only podcast, we also have a, a live show on YouTube and, uh, where you can actually see us. And, uh, Tammy just got up and walked over to, uh, I don't know, slapper dog or something. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that was, but anyway, we got an episode, uh, episode 200 coming up. You have to stick around for that. Uh, make sure that you uh, uh, mark it on your calendars. Uh, Josh, I think you may have saw uh, that I calculated. I think I calculated you did correctly. calculate. Now, like despite October my 29th. saying that I thought there was going to be no math. Well, that's why I did the calculating. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. But yeah, that's right, guys. The end of October is what we're talking about here. Right before Halloween. We'll mm-hmm. roll from one celebration right into the right into the next. Episode 200 coming up later in October. And guys, we're planning on doing some big stuff. Now, last week, I kind of just barely started to pull back the covers as to what we're going to be doing for that big 200th episode. Now, I announced on uh, that that was episode 191, last week's episode, that uh, part of our celebration is going to include some giveaways. 
And one of those things that we're going to be giving away is what I'm holding up on the screen for our live viewing audience right now is a brand spanking new Avatar remote start system. This is a top of the line unit, guys. Big deal right here. Comes with all the bells and whistles. And that's not all. That's just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to be doing a lot more than just giving away some cool stuff. Uh, in fact, we're going to be giving away a lot more cool stuff. Tammy, you've got something that I think that uh, you're going to share with with our listeners. I was about to say customers, but yeah. <laughs> what do you have that we're also going to be giving away? Um, I have some, and they're purple, by the way, the EK Motorsports Grab Handles for the inside of your Jeep. Two of them. Purple. Pretty. Purple. <laughs> they may be purple. We're not sure. We're going to check, uh, but they may be purple. No, they're really cool, and these things are super sturdy, very durable. Um, they're awesome. Oh, you want the same thing in a girlfriend. Um, yeah, these, not, these, not, these not, things not have the an awesome, awesome grip. They can be uh, hooked up to your, uh, to your headrest, to the roll bar, all kinds of places to mount these things. Uh, they got them all over the web, guys, but you can get them right here just by listening to our 200th episode you got to join in on the fun. And the way that you can do that is going to be by calling in to our 24-7 voicemail line and congratulating us on a 200th episode. That's all you got to do to be in the running to win some cool stuff. Now make sure you go ahead and, and mention your name and where you're from. We'll go ahead and take care of the rest. But all you got to do is call that 24-7 that voicemail line number 530-675-4102. Call that. Wish us a happy 200th episode. Tell us where you are and where you're calling from, and you're going to be in the running to win some good stuff. Yep, yep. And as I mentioned last time, that the, that winner will be picked by us, just whoever we like the best. Well, <laughs> so if you guys want to be the best, make sure you leave a really unique and very creative 200th episode congratulations voicemail. Definitely. So let me take a moment here and tell you about the 4x4 Radio Network. This is a conglomeration, a cabal, a group of podcasts, all 4x4 off-road related, uh, that have come together and formed the network where you can go and get pretty much all your off-road needs. I mean, unless you want the mud in your teeth and you'll need to go scoop some of that up and uh, throw it in your face while you're listening to the show, which I think would be all a right, great right, thing. I, got, uh, I think I got a little personal. something in there left still from last time. I don't all right, so the Jeep Talk Show, the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer, and Muddy Microphone have joined forces to create this network. We'll be adding more shows in the lineup soon. You can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all these great podcasts simply by pressing a play button. I mean, literally, all the shows are there. All you have to do is press play, and you can just sit back, watch a football game, and listen to the great uh, stories and information from these uh, four great podcast now center steer is about uh the uh, always gets concerned because john gets upset if i say it wrong the uh land rovers there you go <laughs> so he if i if you say range rover he gets upset oh because <laughs> that's only one model uh but that's all about the land rovers very interesting i've been learning a lot about the land rovers uh, by listening to, to john's podcast at center steer muddy microphone is very good if you like atvs uh, UTVs, motorcycle, off-road motorcycling. Of course, uh, the 4x4 podcast is kind of like anything and everything you'd like to know uh, about uh, off-road, uh, whether it's racing, overlanding, uh, so on and so forth. And uh, Dan is also a, a Jeep owner, and uh, you need to go over there and listen to his 7,500-mile uh, trip that he made from the central U.S. all the way up to Alaska in his 99 XJ 
uh, towing a trailer and he had no problems with that 16 yeah, year old vehicle awesome. and that long trip. So with uh, his family too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was a, are we there yet? Every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was still sad that they couldn't take the, all the kids didn't make it, <laughs> but it shut the other ones up. So anyway, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, Dan is going over, uh, that 7,500 mile trip in, uh, in segments in his show. So you need to catch that. And I think you'll really enjoy it. The Sun Steer Podcast, a podcast by, for, and about Land Rover owners. For show number 29, this month we discuss the Range Rover trailer cam. The Defender takes on the Atlantic Ocean. We have our very first listener talkback segment as he tries to build a hybrid truck. The Heritage segment discusses engine offerings way back to 1948. And the M word is a one man war machine. Check out all our episodes at centersteer.com. Well, hey, guys, there's this little thing called Zello. No, not Jello, and this is <laughs> not anything about uh, what's-his-face. He used to be their, uh, their spokesperson. No, anyways, if you guys like talking on your phone, and like me, you like talking on it like a walkie-talkie, that's even better, then Zello is for you. Talk to anyone that is on the channel like you're on a CB, but they can be anywhere in the world. And a channel that you guys should check out is Jeep Talk Show, the Jeep Talk Show channel. Feel free to open up and use as much as you want. It's free to use and join as well. Join your fellow live show viewers and make witty comments to them during the show. A lot of fun, guys. Zello app. Just head over to your Apple iTunes store or to your Google Play store on your Android device and check out Zello. As I like to say, turn your $600 smartphone into a $15 walkie-talkie. But it goes a lot further. So uh, one segment I always enjoy because we get to hear from our listeners is our voicemail segment. And we've got uh, uh, a couple of calls. I believe uh, a couple of these calls are from new folks that have never yeah, called in before. never seen their names before. And, Love uh, that. Yeah. Oh, we really do. And uh, we've got a uh, uh, at least one question out of this. So uh, we will uh, oh, be good. answering that question here uh, right after we play it. So here we go. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hi, my name is Chrissy, and I have an issue. My husband is has been driving me absolutely insane <laughs> looking for a uh, 1990 Jeep Cherokee Laredo 5-speed uh, steering column complete. I cannot freaking find that thing anywhere. And if I cannot find it, I swear I am going to just totally choke him. So if you have any insight, <laughs> if you have any any used one, I don't know, one that looks like it so he could shut up for a minute and, and work on that one, <laughs> I don't know any. Just let me know so I can buy it and he can stop bothering me. Thank you very much and um, hopefully I will get an answer. Well, Have Chris, a great day. well, Chrissy, I'm sorry to say, uh, I think that that's your husband's job to, is to bother you, and I don't think that's going <laughs> to stop happening anytime soon. It'll never soon. change. It'll never change. <laughs> so uh, I don't know, short of uh, a junkyard or uh, buying a, a, a wrecked vehicle, uh, how you might find one of these, other than it would what be... What is it um, that she was... I don't... I. Oh, she's looking for a, a 1990 Jeep Cherokee uh, steering column, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, with that, I mean, pretty. It doesn't have to be exactly a 1990 model year. I wouldn't um, think and so. I think I'm pretty sure, with the exception of maybe the switches, which could be in, 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 uh, exchanged from one year to the next, as far as our mounting goes, if the uh, if the actual plug is different. Um, but any 
any uh, early model Jeep Cherokee steering column should be the same. I mean, the uh, the actual the part that goes from the column to the uh, to the actual steering pump itself is is virtually the same across all the Cherokees. So there can't be that much of a difference except for the actual electronics. And again, those can be swapped out from from one to the next. Now, there is a, uh, a website that I like to go to for some hard to find parts, especially if it's something like that, that I may not be able to track down to my local junkyard. And that is car-part.com. Now, this isn't, uh, they, they don't advertise with us. They're not a sponsor or anything like that. But I like these guys because basically it's a nationwide uh, car parts database. Uh, all the wrecking yards that participate in this and that are most of the nationwide uh, wrecking yards that participate in this service, uh, go ahead and, and update their inventory to this website. And so you can search for every last little part of virtually any car and find where it is in the nation. Uh, so in this particular case, a steering column, uh, relatively easy to find. They are all over the nation. Um, roughly around 160 million car parts are available through this website. So chances are they've got yours. Now, I'm just doing a quick search for a 1990 steering column for a Jeep Cherokee. And, uh, and I'm not looking for, you know, you can get VIN specific or mm-hmm. uh, anything like that. But uh, in, in this case, um, the, the steering, uh, the, steering the, uh, the search fields are relatively easy to, to fill out. Um, this one is going to be you know, all the uh, different things from automatic to manual transmission and all that stuff. I'm doing a very basic search and I've come up with many, many uh, options. Now, these are ranging anywhere from about 250 to about $450. Good and there are, Wow. Well, yeah. And uh, well, these are complete, <laughs> by the way. And, uh, well, here's one for 150 bucks. Now, that's not so. Here's the one for $100. There you go. And they keep, now they you're keep talking. Going. Yeah. So um, I don't know where our caller was from. Um, but uh, there's, I mean, I've, there's some in Texas, Kentucky, Minnesota. Well, that's the great thing about the site you're talking about because you, yeah. it, it shows you what's available across the country. Exactly. And, and also, and too, the price and what kind of condition. And also, and they too, give you the number of the place that, so you can actually call them and talk to them yourself and maybe negotiate a better price. You can go to eBay and uh, do searches there for the for that part. Uh, I've purchased several uh, parts for the. Uh, uh, like from my wife's TJ and uh, for the 99 uh, XJ, I uh, got a, uh, a front skid plate off of eBay. It was like 30 bucks shipped. So yeah, eBay's a big place for automobile parts. Yep, it really is. So another good source. Yeah, uh, jo- I think Josh's uh, suggestion is going to be the best one. But if you uh, really want a friendly, very easy interface, eBay will be uh, easier but uh, you probably will have a lot more uh, success off of the site that uh, Josh was uh, talking about. So Chrissy, once again, either eBay or car-part.com. And um, Paps Boys just put up a link here too. Oh, they've got a, uh, an, oh, a team an aftermarket. Teamcherokee.com. Team uh, after- yep, that's another great. I keep forgetting about teamcherokee.com. Those guys have a lot of parts there. And uh, real, that's, well, that's pretty much a, a fairly competitive price. At two hundred and sixty nine ninety five, looks like it's been completely refurbished. Would, Not uh, too shabby. Uh, you know, she didn't mention how much of it, or or did she just say column? Because maybe they don't need. No, the she steering just said wheel the steering really? column. So yeah. yeah, I mean, if it's one single part, um, well, you might be able to uh, to luck out and knock down that price substantially, or just replace the whole thing and for a little bit of peace of mind. Well, at least it's a a nineties model. That way, you don't have to worry about the airbag and stuff. They don't. They didn't have airbags on those, did they? Not no, no it'd be ninety seven would be the first year of the airbag. Yeah. Maybe ninety six. Those things Some could 96s. be very those things could be very expensive. 
Um, okay, well, let's get over to Joe. We've uh, we've heard from Joe several times. We'll see what he's up to now. Hello, guys. This is Joe Hi, again. Joe. I hope everybody over hey, there Joe. is fine. <laughs> I finished my race, and it was really fun. Um, you know, it was just kind of like racing cars or whatever. Uh, got in a big line behind a bunch of slow people and couldn't wait to pass them. <laughs> Finally did, and I finished my race in one hour and 33 minutes. So nine awesome. miles in one hour and 33 minutes. Not bad for an old park, but uh, just giving you an update. And, uh, oh, I'm hoping this long weekend coming up that uh, I get to do a little off-road work or something. So uh, I know my dad's got a tree down. I'm going to take my hot rod chainsaw out and uh, cut on that tree for a little bit. So you guys take care, and I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. So, uh, I think last week Didn't, Joe called in about a nine-mile nine run, Nine miles. Right? That's what I was going to ask. What was it, nine yeah. miles? Yep. Yeah, it was a it was a uh, it was a marathon that he was going to be running. Right. Uh, it might have been. I'm pretty sure it was a marathon, not some other kind of uh, foot race. And uh, in any case, Joe, congratulations for finishing that. Man, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard of people, you know, wanting to do something like that. They start and they don't finish, and it just yep. stays with them for the rest of their lives. Way to go, man. Pushing through and making it all the way to the end. The fact is, the time doesn't matter. The fact that you started it and you made it till the end, kudos, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Walking nine miles is tough, much less running it. So let's walking get over. Walking the store is tough. What are you talking about? <laughs> let's get over here to, uh, to the mailbox. Yeah. And you, it's, you know, <laughs> just to get the ice cream. So anyway, let's get over to, uh, I think this is another new caller, uh, Nathan. Hey, Jeepsters. This is Nathan. Uh, sometimes I go by Nate and I uh, want to talk about a problem that I had starting my Jeep in the hottest part of the day. It wouldn't start in the hottest part of the day. Other times of the day, it did fine. Just the hottest part of the day, it did not start. And uh, But before I uh, tell you about that problem and how uh, we were able to remedy the problem, you know, as well-meaning Americans, you should love liberty. The Liberty, the Jeep Liberty. My Jeep Liberty has gotten me through tall snows in Colorado, mud in Colorado, Arizona desert, uh, with great success. Uh, great vehicles, six on the floor, uh, plates on the bottom, and uh, wow. tow hooks front and back. It's uh, It's been a great vehicle. Anyway, and a great introduction to uh, jeeping. So to fix the uh, starting problem, the warmest part of the day, some damaged O-rings in the fuel line where, where they connect, and also a couple new fuel pumps, and uh, we got it. It starts, the Jeep starts once again any time of the day. Anyway, take care. Uh, the show is getting more and more entertaining. Uh, take care. Excellent. Thanks for that call. Yeah, so thanks, I'm taking Dave. really it, he, appreciate that. Did he he modified his Liberty? Do the Liberties uh, come some with of tow the hooks and plates? Well, some of the Liberties had a a, a trail rated package, which came with uh, some <laughs> basic four by four accoutrements. Um, and and yes, there were factory options yeah. that allowed you to from the dealership uh, get get one that is a little bit more beefed up than than normal. And the aftermarket support for those is really starting to come along. Uh, everything from lift kits, and they actually are starting to offer some lift kits that will allow you to get some 33s underneath the Liberty. So really cool aftermarket support coming up uh, with that. Now, Nathan, and for all the uh, rest of the people out there uh, dealing with high temps in the nation right now and, and trying to get your vehicle to start after uh, after it baking in the sun all day long, um, there's this thing called vapor lock, which doesn't happen as much anymore 
with the kind of fuel systems and vapor recovery technology, um, EPA standards, all that good stuff that's built into the vehicles nowadays. But older Cherokees can still, especially the Renix uh, Jeeps, can still suffer from what's called vapor lock. And it's essentially a vaporization of the fuel in the fuel line. And, uh, and it creates a pressure not allowing the fuel to be delivered the way that it should. And thusly, you're not going to be able to get a good start. Now, Nathan had some other issues going on uh, that were uh, compounding that. Uh, but for those who don't have, uh, who, who uh, have an older Jeep uh, or have a, a hard time starting your Jeep in the hot summer sun, uh, go out and uh, and pop the hood, let some airflow into there, and open up your gas cap. Oddly right. enough, usually that alone right there will release the pressure and allow you to start your Jeep. Excellent. Well, something else that's excellent is our uh, welcome to our newest YouTube subscribers. Ah, yes. Oh, man, that YouTube love music. <laughs> nothing like that. And nothing like you guys supporting the show. We appreciate your efforts each and every week. And we're going to go ahead and, and give back to those who have given given have given so much <laughs> Botten. there we go uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. you guys know where I'm going with that uh, and we pull some names out of the hat guys give a little bit of love back to those who have uh, taken the time to subscribe Tony who's first on our list tonight Brian Anderson I've got Cantab TJ we know that guy <laughs> yeah Cartman4241 I've seen that name in chat before and we've also got Chad Makey that could be Maki in any case, we appreciate all of your guys' time to take the time to subscribe to us. Uh, if you guys haven't subscribed yet, please head over to youtube.com slash Show right now and hit that subscribe button. We would appreciate it. And hey, your name just might make it on our list and onto the show. And uh, we'd like to do another salute out to William Brady, our 100th YouTube Jeep Talk Show channel subscriber. And, That's uh, right. Thank you very much, William. And uh, will you be our 200th? Not you, William. You can't be. But will, will you <laughs> out there in the, in the audience be our 200th, 200th subscriber? Well, yes, don't if wait. you make it to either our 100th, <laughs> which William Brady did, or you make it to our 200th, 300th, or our, the very special 500th YouTube subscriber, well, guess what? You guys are going to win something very, very special. Tell Tony, tell him what it is. That's uh, right. Tony <laughs> just told you exactly what it was. Uh... uh <laughs> No, you guys aren't going to win a damn thing. <laughs> no. You'll win the pleasure of watching the shows and knowing that you subscribe, that you're you're part of the problem. No, I'm sorry, you're part of the solution. <laughs> so anyway, this is uh, hey. Tammy's favorite segment. Yeah, something I look forward to every week, and I, you know, it surprises me every single week because you never know what's going to come out of from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is uh, Nikki G. And a buddy of mine just bought a 1990 Cherokee. Yeah, I know a Renix. He didn't know any better. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to turn him on to the website and the podcast, but he's not very technical savvy. He still uses a Casio flip phone. But anyhow, uh-huh. we're at the pull-apart getting parts for his uh, Jeep. And I come across a U-Haul bumper hitch that I'm assuming was put on by U-Haul. And uh, three out of the six bolts were pulled through the frame. Two on the passenger side and one on the driver's side. I already pulled through the frame and did considerable amount of damage to the frame. So before we put this on his, on his Jeep, I'm just curious as to how to prevent that damage and what to do if I run across that damage, how to repair it. 
I hear a lot about nut certs, but I didn't see any way on the frame to access it to put in a nut cert. If, if I remember correctly, when I had my bumper off, there was a hole at the end of the, of the rail to put it in. But uh, I guess this comment's directed more towards Josh since uh, cover your ears, Tammy. He's uh, more knowledgeable in the hand handling of uh, nuts. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I'll uh, chat you later. Have well, a good one. Well, Bye. You, know, you know, it's funny because my uncle went swimming in a pond that he wasn't supposed to, and he got nut certs. So, uh, oh. <laughs> it's like, a well, okay. So let me, let me, uh, let me attack this really quick. So uh, if I, if I'm understanding correctly, the, the, um, the, the trailer hitch came off a vehicle that uh, was basically torn off, um, sounds like. uh, torn off the frame. And, and so this is going on to another vehicle and you're worried about, uh, how to, how to protect the uh, the new vehicle from suffering the same kind of damage and if it did or if you ever encounter that how to repair it now you have heard correctly about nut certs um, more or less it's more along the lines of a nut strip and and this is a strip that basically has nuts welded to it uh, and this is what goes into the frame rail or the or the the unibody. inside of the unibody which mm -hmm. the uh, the gas tank a skid plate uh, things like the trailer hitch would all mount to. Uh, through the through the unibody into this nut strip, and the, and the strip itself helps distribute some of those forces that would be uh, encountered by the by the trailer hitch and the unibody by towing something or or yanking somebody out using the trailer hitch. Um, now, so what's how do you improve on that? Well, uh, JCR makes an upgraded nut cert or a, a nut strip, which uh, is a thicker steel, larger hardware, helps distribute the weight a little bit more. Uh, just all in all, for all intents and purposes, beefier. Now, can you get to that? Can you make the repair? That is going to be next level fabrication. That's going to involve removing the gas tank, of course, um, any kind of fuel, um, EPA stuff that's around the frame rail back in there. Obviously, the rear bumper is going to have to come off, and you will have to get access to the the inside of the of the unibody right there. And you're going to have to basically make your own nut strips, or or for all intents and purposes, replace the lower edge of the unibody. Uh, by putting in some plate steel in there, and and of course making your own nut strips to then secure the uh, the trailer hitch and and skid plate and stuff like that. Now, the problem with this is it's not flat. We're not dealing with just straight angles here. There's some bends and curves, and and this is not going to be an easy project if you're going to be re doing unibody repair. Uh, and and when it's all said and done, if you are an entry level fabricator, there's a good chance that the unibody is going to have some twist and bow to it uh, because of the welding and hacking and sawing and all that other stuff. Um, so uh, is repair going to be worth it? In this case, that's going to be on a per vehicle basis. If there's any cancer back there, I'd probably say no. Um, if there's a lot of sentimental value, well, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but uh, check, it, check out the JCR uh, nut strips that they have. Um, it's what I use. I've put my trailer hitch through a lot of abuse, and it is a U-Haul trailer hitch. I installed it myself, of course, using the JCR nut strips. Um, I would suggest those and recommend those to anybody who's installing a trailer hitch into their vehicle. That's great. Let's see if we get some funny from Nikki G tonight. Hey, this is Nikki G. Already? And uh, I was going to apologize to Josh for the nut joke. <laughs> then I heard Josh <laughs> no, is subconscious. Don't. And uh, <laughs> oh, my yeah. joke is pretty tame compared to that. <laughs> and uh, as you might know, my wife is a flight attendant, so most of her friends at work are uh, gay men. I got to tell you, if you get invited to a dinner party by a gay couple, you got to go. The food is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And I'm not against uh, gay marriage at all. Uh, I said it before and I'll say it again. Why should us uh, straight people be the only ones that are miserable? 
<laughs> Alright guys, I'll uh, catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> we'll see if the gay if the gay divorce rate raises to fifty percent in the next ten years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well that'll be interesting to see. Times are changing and it's always interesting. Hey, uh this is Nikki G and I was gonna congratulate you on two hundred episode, but uh I don't count all the ones that I'm not in as an episode. <laughs> so uh, I'll call you back sometime later and uh congratulate you when you oh. have two hundred episodes containing Nikki G. Nikki G. All right guys, I'll chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. His ears are bleeding whenever he tries to get that head through the the doorway. Oh man, that's that is great. <laughs> Love that. I wonder how many he's been in. Uh, a number of them. Uh, I bet you over a uh, hundred, hundred and fifty at least. I would say well over a hundred. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this has been from the mind of Nikki G. Well, another thing we love here are, is reviews because it's all about us. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, it's all about you guys too. Sending in those reviews, and you can do that by any number of different venues by uh, checking us out on iTunes, uh, YouTube, even XJTalk.com, uh, just all sorts of places, guys. You can leave a review. You can always send one in to our news tips at JeepTalkShow.com as well. We got one this week from Jam Deeper. I just love that name. Uh, he posted this over at XJTalk.com to start off. I came across the page from listening to the podcast, which I never thought I'd listen to for the mere fact that I had no idea what good podcasts were. But here I am one day after my brother had asked me if I listened to podcasts, quickly answering, nah, man, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Now, that's really all I do throughout work and my commute. I've gone back to episode 150, I think. That's all iTunes goes back. Well, that's good information right there. Good to know. But I'm, on, I'm now on episode 177 and moving up to current ones, although I do peep the live show now on Thursdays. Well, he's a in the spoiler uh, there. Yeah, he's in the, uh, the chat room tonight. Well, very uh, big thanks to Jam Deeper. Really appreciate, your time, appreciate you taking the time to uh, write that in for us. And once again, big, awesome thanks to Jam Deeper for that awesome review over at xjtalk.com. So if you like hearing your name or pseudo name uh, said on a, uh, a cheesy podcast, all you need to do is go over to, oh, <laughs> go, there you go. Go to iTunes, Tuned In, Stitcher Radio, uh, Stitcher.com, uh, or uh, one of our websites and uh, uh, give us a little feedback. It doesn't have to be good. We like the good ones, but uh, the bad ones are good too because they help us learn as long as we're not just... Uh, you're idiot. I mean, we need a little more criticism is always welcome. <laughs> a little guys. more detail yes. than, than, you know, how, how am I idiot. an idiot? <laughs> you idiots. I think I've seen that one before. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So anyway, let's get over to our, uh, CJ segment, uh, CJ talk with, uh, super croc Anton. Greetings, Jeep talk. This is the super croc coming to you with CJ talk. Today, we're going to be talking about the boot teardown of the 78 CJ the parts donor and lessons learned from that and things of that nature. So sit down, buckle in, and hang on as we go through this together. So as you may know, my 76 is the parts recipient and my 78 CJ is the parts donor. We're going to talk today a little bit about the lessons learned from that and a little bit about what I did and if we can get pictures up and working, you'll be able to see that. Hmm. Otherwise, I should have more on my build thread on wranglertalk.com for this. 
So my 78 had to be trailered home. And we got it home, got it trailered to the backyard, and kind of left it there. Now this was about, oh, 200 feet from uh, from our, our garage. So lesson number one learned is, if at all possible, get it close to tools. Now you can work on your Jeeps wherever and shuttle parts back and forth. But one thing we learned is that having an electrical source really helps. I was able to find a, a good extension cord to get light and tools out there and stuff when working on it, but that is not the best. I mean, it worked and everything, but that. So one thing is, is try to work at all, if at all possible, close to your resources. So the next thing I learned is that even a cheap electric impact or air impact tool works wonders. I started out with just big ratchets, breaker bars, and on the nuts and bolts. And that will work most of the time. And if you're strong enough, you can get any bolt out that way. However, the ability to be able to impact and turn at the same time helps a ton. Um, I got a, I believe, under $40 electric corded impact um, gun from Harbor Freight to help with that. And that helped a lot. Also, getting good Torx impact bits helped a lot. On the CJs, there's a lot of Torx bits, bolts. And I dislike them, but they are what they are. Second thing I learned is have containers, take lots of pictures, and don't forget your memory card. My taking lots of pictures is easy. Having containers for everything, what I found worked really well is getting the cheap sandwich and gallon-sized Ziploc bags, getting a Sharpie, taking a picture of everything together, labeling that, and bringing it back. That was especially good for taking out the little bolts and screws here and there. Now, if I had to do it again, what I'd also do is take like a either three by five card or a little notepad and write things that either broke or need to get fixed or whatever. Lesson learned there. Also, memory cards. If you take pictures, know where your camera is and know where your memory card is, and transfer them to a more definitive storage as soon as you can. The issue of memory cards. It's kind of controversial whether you keep the same memory card erasing and redoing pictures on it, or if you just buy new memory cards each time. I've kind of done in the middle, where I have a few smaller ones, and then I have a couple bigger ones that do it. So, that's more personal things, so it's kind of up to you on that. And the other thing is... Have a little bit of a plan. 
um, my plan was first to get all the junk from the sitting out first. All the twigs, leaves, dirt, oil, garbage in there out first. And then get the, the seats out, the center console out, and get anything that was loose off the body off. So lesson learned is, if I would have done a little more cleaning, getting stuff vacuumed out would have helped with missing bolts and dropping stuff. I mean, it wasn't too terrible, but another thing I could have done better on it was that. Tarps are awesome for that. If you lay one down in the general area you're working on, especially if you're working on the grass, then you have a contrasting thing to that. So those are a little bit of things that I learned in the teardown, and hopefully they will help you in your, your project as you go. Now, next week, or two weeks from now, next time I do CJ Talk, I will be doing in my CJ in Review. Do you have a CJ that you'd like to hear more about? Do you know someone who has a CJ that wants to talk about it? If either of those things is true, or you, or even just want to leave a comment about CJ Talk, go ahead and go to either xjtalk.com or wranglertalk.com and leave a comment there, or send it through Tony, to Tony or Josh or or um, Tammy through their emails, and tell Tammy she really needs a CJ. Those JKs aren't up to CJs. So thanks. You guys stay safe and stay jeeping. Well, it's a, it's sad seeing that CJ that way with all that uh, that rust. Oh boy, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, he's up in road salt hell up there. <laughs> well, uh, you know about that area, don't you? Oh yeah. All righty. Well, let's move over to what's happening on xjtalk.com. We've been remiss at doing these. It's my fault. I'll take full responsibility for it, and uh, that's fine. But we're going to do one tonight. Now, I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, we actually got a shout-out on uh, Twitter today uh, by the uh, Passport folks. Uh, you may know uh, about the Passport site, uh, the great site uh, about uh, uh, Jeep overlanding and so on and so forth. They, uh, they, uh, they mentioned this post on Twitter today saying this was a great discussion. Now, uh, this was a post put up by Johnny Joliet. Uh, we, he has called into the show in the past, I think fairly recently too. And yeah. uh, he his post was IFS question. Independent front suspension is what IFS stands for, if you're not familiar with that. And he asked simply, what is so bad about IFS? Because it does take quite a bit of heat. Uh, it's almost like Chevy Ford, uh, Jeep, uh, Range Rover, it's it's it almost seems like a rivalry than uh, than actual science. But he he goes on to say, I'm looking at a t- Tacoma because I need a truck that would be good uh, a back a good backup for the XJ. I'm mostly concerned with snow, and 33s are about as big as I need here. I just don't understand the hate for IFS. Now we had a great reply from a rather knowledgeable Jeeper that chimed in on the on this uh, on this question. It's actually a fan of the show and contributor to the show. You know him. As John, pre-runner 1982, and he uh, uh, chimed in, says, Lack of articulation in the CV joint axle shafts can be weak. Pro rock crawlers have been playing with IFS and IRS for the last couple years. 
That's independent front suspension or independent rear suspension for mm. those who don't, don't know. Toyota trucks should have support, though, uh, given their popularity. Another drawback to IFS is all the additional moving parts and the expense to lift. There now, are tons of other uh, replies available on this yeah. post, guys. Actually, a big discussion has already taken place uh, on this. Just go over to xjtalk.com and, and look for the, uh, look for the uh, or just type in IFS question um, with a question mark there in the search. And, and feel free to share your thoughts uh, with uh, Juliet, Johnny, and, and everybody else there who's, uh, who's chimed in or add your own two cents to the conversation. Yeah, we could talk at end about this, Ooh, but, we, but we want to direct you over to xjtalk.com and join in the conversation over there. Uh, read what other people think and throw in what you, what, you, uh, have to, have to, what you think about it as well. You may have some direct knowledge on this. Uh, now, I will mention uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ did mention that uh, IFS can be better than straight axle if you have sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, we look forward to you uh, coming over there, and you don't have to have an XJ. All you have to do is uh, be willing to uh, be a member of xjtalk.com, cover, come over right. post, and be a part of the uh, the team. It does not require a Jeep to be part of uh, xjtalk.com. But it does require you to shut up right now because it's time for Wrangler Talk. I agree. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up and listen. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Uh, Tony and Josh, I was able to pick up my Jeep Wrangler manual again. And everyone's probably going, oh, no. Um, which was not a good idea because now I'm a little paranoid. I got to oh, the boy. part about correct load limit. Now the manual states that under maximum loaded vehicle condition, the gross axle weight ratings, the GAWRs for the front and rear axles must not exceed whatever your placard reads and your placard, you know, is on the side of your driver's door and mine says 850 pounds. Now that includes passengers and cargo. So my family, if all four of us are in the Jeep, is 620 pounds. So that leaves me with 230 pounds left for cargo. Now, my question is, does that cargo include now that I've changed my bumper, my rear, my front bumper, my sliders, I added the lights, um, the third brake light, and I've subtracted, um, you know, what my old stuff weighed and all that stuff adds up to about 350 pounds. So if all my family's in there and all this extra weight, have I exceeded this maximum load capacity? Um, do I include my aftermarket parts in this load capacity? So I did a blog post on it today, and now I even have more questions because... <laughs> somebody posted that you need to find out what your stock jeep weighed and then you add on to that and if you google the maximum gross vehicle weight for the jku rubicon 2015 it's 5700 pounds which is different from what the manual states so i'm just really really confused so i will be doing some more research trying to figure out you know do i have too much on my jeep and what do i do now that I've added all this weight and what does it mean? Do I have to, will I have to get rid of stuff? Will I, does it matter? Do I need to change suspension? Do I need to change axles? Do I need to change tires? Um, so this is all a learning experience for me. I hope 
people out there listening can help answer my questions. And I'm sure Tony and Josh, you may have some thoughts to my little. Well, yes and issue. yes and no. There's there, there's this misconception that people have when they're when they're talking about the weight of their vehicle, and and typically it's the difference between curb weight and gross vehicle weight. Now, the curb weight is is the weight of your vehicle or the weight the weight of the car with with all the standard equipment and amenities. Now, when I say standard equipment and amenities. Now, obviously, this doesn't really right. apply to us Jeepers because we're always taking things off and adding things on. But then you start getting into the actual math of things. Okay, well, how much did the factory bumper weigh with all of its hardware? Now, you subtract that from your aftermarket bumper, and there's going to be a slight difference there, probably you know more in the uh, favor of the aftermarket than anything else. Right. Um, but this like also... My front, you know, the, my, like my, Tony, my front bumper, there's a 64-pound difference. So my new front bumper weighs 64 more pounds than my old bumper. There you bumper. go. Oh, that's good that you know that. That's good. That's yeah. Really yeah. Good. And I figured so, I mean, that out for my rear bumper. My sliders are obviously all new weight. Mm-hmm. Um, now this says axle, uh, gross axle weight rating. So they're concerned about how much weight are, is being put on the axles. This book that you have, is it Rubicon specific? Yes, it's. Because the Rubicon axles, I suspect, are going to have a higher well, gross axle weight rating than a non-Rubicon. Right. Well, it's the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited. So that could be the sport, the Sahara, right. yeah. the Rubicon. So I would first, the, the, well, the, actually, first and foremost, I would uh, calm the F down. <laughs> <laughs> to count to 10, right? The, the reason why I say that is, how many JK and JKUs have you seen exploded on the side of the freeway or off-road that ha- they've built them to the hilt? They've got 35-inch tires. They've got every piece of armor ever made, to, uh, ever made uh, on, fitted on the thing. You know, the 27,000-pound gross weight, and they're still making it and, and going along and not having uh, any of these issues. That's the, so you have to think about it from the engineer perspective. What do I write down in a book that is going to be conservative and leave a, a lot of margin for error? And also, too, what's the reality? And the reality right. is is that you don't see anybody complaining about, uh, I've overloaded my Jeep, and now I have a smiley face instead of an axle. Well, you're going to know it if you're overloaded. I mean, one, you'll probably be sitting on the bump stops. Uh, two, you're going to have a very, very nasty rake to the vehicle, meaning there's going to be an angle from the front to the rear or from the rear to the front that is not typical. Uh, and, and thirdly, and finally, you're going to notice a massive handling difference. Uh, you're going to see it in the tires. You're going to feel it in the steering wheel. Uh, the whole nine yards. I mean, if you've ever driven a vehicle that uh, is towing something a little bit too heavy, Steering wheel feels like it's super light. It's because there's almost no weight on the front end. These are the kind of things you're going to notice if you become overloaded. Now, the chances of you actually getting to that point in the JK are slim to none. Uh, unless you are, start loading this thing up like a clown car, uh, I highly right. doubt. That, or you're, uh, or you're, you're a gonna, DJ and you're putting all your equipment in it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, true story. I have actually uh, DJed a full outdoor event out of a Geo Metro. <laughs> And now oh, you wow. want to talk about overloading <laughs> a vehicle. Yeah. So so I really don't need to be concerned because the skid plate that I want to add, the the oil and transmission, is 50 pounds. So that's ah, like Get one that's nothing. 75. Uh, good. Uh, yeah, and flip it off in the process. I, wouldn't yeah. wor- I really wouldn't worry about it, Tammy. I've yeah. got so much crap on mine uh, now. I mean, I've probably added 800 pounds to my Jeep. 
Uh, now, really, wow. the only thing that this really has the biggest effect on Tammy is your miles per gallon <laughs> and your and your braking distance. Miles per that, goes really, way up. Yeah, really. That those those are the only things that are are really affected by adding another six hundred pounds worth of stuff to your Jeep. I mean, you're going to notice that it's going to take a little while longer to come to a complete stop, and mm-hmm. you're going to notice that you'll probably have to fill up a little bit sooner as well. Right. So, like the rollover stuff, that's. Not an well, issue. Actually, you're helping the it on top, Unless I start putting it on top. Right. Actually, you're helping the center of gravity by adding this weight because you're lowering it. So that means it's going to be harder for your Jeep to uh, to tilt over and roll. Right. I mean, I, I, I know this because I can take 90-degree turns at 40 miles an hour with all the low weight that I have on mine. <laughs> so, no, I, I mean, it's a great question. Uh, it's something that you should be concerned about. Uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with looking into it. Uh, simply because everybody else does it and doesn't get killed doesn't mean it's not worth looking right. into. So, uh, well, I know everyone just, I, I always hear like, oh, you got to be careful of how much weight you put on your Jeep. And there's the talk about aluminum versus steel when you're getting skid plates and all that kind of stuff. So, um, well, I and mean, then I just came across it in this manual, which, you know, everyone says, quit reading that manual. Oh, uh, <laughs> they're just jealous because you know how to read. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> So no, uh, information is good. The The hard part is just staying calm and thinking about it rationally. Uh, like I said, how many of those uh, uh, JKUs and, uh, have you seen that the axle's broken on them? And right. uh, I, I mean, it is, it is good that you mentioned axle, how much weight's been put on the axle, because you can change the suspension and increase the suspension, uh, the suspension's ability to handle that weight. You can uh, put better brakes. You can put uh, larger brake pads, uh, probably with some difficulty. I, I don't know the JKU specifically. So there's things that you can do to help stop your, your vehicle with the added weight and, and things you may be looking into down the road as you start uh, getting deeper and deeper into modific- modifying your, your uh, JKU. But uh, So there's a lot of things you can do, uh, but I really don't think those Dana 44s that you have on your Rubicon are anywhere close to being in trouble uh, from the weight that you're putting on them. Yeah, there's a 33 in the front and the 44s in the back. Oh, I thought so they I, had 44 I, front and back. No, it's just yeah. just. Oh wow. Yeah, or not not 33, 30. Hmm. Right. There yeah. You go. Is yeah. it a 30? I'm surprised. I well, see. You know, I thought all the I thought all the uh, the the, uh, the JKs had a Dana 44 center section with Dana 30 tubes and outers. Uh, maybe that's limited or limited to the Rubicons, um, but I thought it was all JKs. Hmm. No, the the Rubicon is the only one with the 44. The Sahara and the Sports are all the 30s. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, great. So uh, look forward to hearing more about uh, your uh, your journey. Uh, and My uh, weight issues? Yes, your weight issues. And, uh, of course, you can always go to jeepmama.com and uh, read this stuff straight from the source. So let's get over to our very popular, uh, at least with us, uh, Amazon You Bought What segment. Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present You Bought What? This is always a fun segment. And uh, Josh, tell us all about it. Well, how this works is we have this relationship set up with Amazon.com where uh, they have given us some links that you guys can click on. You use these links to support the show. It's a great way to help us keep the lights on at the Jeep Talk Show Central Headquarters. And, well, it's a great way to stick it to the man because Amazon doesn't mark up the price for anything you buy. You go over to JeepTalkShow.com or XJTalk.com or WranglerTalk.com, 
and you'll find an Amazon banner right there on the homepage. You click on that, it'll take you right over to Amazon.com where you can continue to do any of your online shopping that you normally would. And Amazon.com has the best prices and the biggest selection of virtually anything on the web. Now, they've agreed to give us a list of what you sick, twisted freaks have been buying this <laughs> entire time. No, I, I kid, I kid. But we don't get to see who is buying what. So regardless of how sick and twisted your purchase may be, well, we're not going to see. So that's when some of the interesting stuff comes in. We haven't had anything like that in a while, but we do get some great parts and some great stuff on nonetheless. We're going to share a few of those items with you tonight. Yep, yep. And uh, also, too, you can go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, and it will take you straight over to Amazon. Any purchase you make will be credited to our account. So uh, Very easy to do. Yep. Starting here, we have a UTG Model 4 slash 16 com uh, complete match-grade rear sight. Only $27.12. Uh, it's rugged aluminum steel construction, matte black finish, because you don't want to see the bad guys. Uh, you don't want them to see you coming. Uh, MOA windage and elevation adjustment in accordance with the current military requirements. Spring-loaded detent for positive and re repeatable adjustments. A2-style dual aperture, because let's face it, one is never enough. That's what she said. Larger rapid uh, target acquisition aperture for Q CQB operations for those getting up there in the years. <laughs> Smaller precision aperture for high accuracy aiming operations for those who still have 20-20 vision. One, pin, uh, one piece integrated Pinnicky mounting deck. You didn't think I was going to be able to say Pinnicky. Actually, I didn't. It's pin You didn't. It's Picatinny. Picatinny. Uh, <laughs> but it sounded like that. I knew what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Fits all flat tops. But not mullets. So obviously this is going to be for an AR-15, M-16, uh, military, uh, uh, either military or military style weapon. If you've got the military one, uh, congrats. So uh, from what I understand, this item will also fit on the replica style Airsoft uh, AR-15, M-16 oh, style. Yeah, I bet wow. you it will. Yeah, I bet you it will. So uh, thank you very much uh, for purchasing that from uh, Amazon and first going over to our site. So we got credit for it. Salute to you. Now, there's been all sorts of stuff that's popped up on our Amazon radar lately, and this is one that uh, kind of stood out to me. These aren't necessarily big-ticket items, guys, but these are ones that we pull out of our list that we find, uh, well, notable and noteworthy at the very least. Now, this is an A-Static PDC-1 100-watt SWR meter, about 16 bucks, and it has a three-function analog meter because digital is so not <laughs> retro. Indicates the condition of a 50-ohm antenna and coax used for CB operation. Test for SWR or relative power. Will not test for STDs, UTIs, or VDs. 10-watt and 100-watt switches, forward <laughs> and reverse switches, and switches for that front to back and side to side are sold separately. <laughs> so we had a uh, we have an ongoing uh, conversation on xjtalk.com about uh, CBs. I think the, the post was simple CB. Uh, I think John, uh, pre-runner 1982, started it. And uh, he was he was talking. We had several questions. People don't know uh, about uh, installing antennas and CBs. And one of the the things was uh, I don't seem to get out very far. And uh, John said, "Well, you need to get an SWR meter." And I recommended an SWR meter with uh, a, a power indicator because that way you can see if maybe your finals are still uh, putting out the four watts. Josh, I think you have this problem with your CB. You you think that yeah. maybe it's not putting out the full the full four watts anymore. So uh, I jumped over there to I jumped over there to Amazon.com because I was just going to see if maybe they still you know maybe they had some SWR uh, watt meters and sixteen bucks. I mean I think I bought bought one of these from Radio Shack twenty five thirty years ago and it was more than sixteen dollars. I guarantee you. 
So I was going to say the one that I bought from Radio Shack about 10 years ago. Like 30 bucks, uh, was about it? 25 or 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is a great deal. And and from a static, I mean, the, I think they're the same people that did the uh, the D104 microphones. And uh, it's a name brand and uh, had had good ratings. So well, I'm uh, kind of pissed now because I spent twice as much for mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's got sentimental value. I mean, there's no more Radio Shacks, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there is a few still around. Yeah, I know. That was my joke because they so yeah. many of them have gone under. Well, this next item is one of many, in fact. I think somebody went on a shopping spree of this sort of item. Tammy, what do we got? And, you know, I remember reading this over and over and over. Is that right? Over (laughs) and over. Um, Well, you got to learn how to read some way. Yeah. Well, you'll be very very hungry caterpillar board book. You know, and this was one of my favorites when I read to my boys years and years ago. Um, it was $6.07, and on the front of the book, there's a yellow dot on the cover, and you follow the instructions within, and you know you embark on a magical journey with this caterpillar. Each page instructs the reader to press the dots, shakes the page, tilt the book, and who knows what will happen next. It's gorgeously illustrated, brilliantly innovative. The very hungry caterpillar literally eats his way through every page of the book, right into your child's heart. And you know what? The heartworm medicine is sold separately. <laughs> so, you know, when I first saw this, I, I, Josh actually picked these things out. I thought somebody had thrown us a curveball. I thought this was going to be a how-to bikini wax guide. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> Unless they're starting them young. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's a good Jarrett joke, you know? So, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. moving right along. Of course. Well, we all have to, don't we? just found out what you bought. Oh my God, I just can't believe that made it on the list. Oh, it's finally starting to cool off a little bit, guys. I don't know about uh, from where you guys are, but it's uh, it's you know it's down to 90 now. Hey, we're yeah, in a fire danger. Who lit this fire? <laughs> <laughs> some some couple of drunk guys lighting uh, methane uh, emissions, I probably. Oh boy. <laughs> Knew I saw a blue flame from between the trees. <laughs> Well, last week, Tony was talking about um, possibly needing some new tires for his Jeep, or at least for one of his Jeeps. Tony is a three-Jeep family, mm-hmm. and uh, and wow. one of his Jeeps needs some tires. And uh, I believe it's your 98, Tony, is it not? Yes, it is. I uh, called, actually, I went online to see if I could uh, get some prices on the uh, Mud Terrain KM2s from BFG to see mm-hmm. if maybe they were uh, cheaper online after shipping than it would be to get them locally and pay taxes on them. And uh, also, too, Discount Tire has a deal where uh, if uh, you find a lower price, they'll match it. So it's Very always nice. good, good ammunition to have. And uh, I went and looked, and I think I went to Tire Rack, uh, and uh, the Discount and Tire Rack, exactly the same price. So, wow. uh, yeah, one had uh, – thought it was pretty cool, though, that uh, – I think it was Tire Rack. Uh, it was only $65 shipping. And to, to ship a bunch of tires from wherever Holy they cats. were to here, 65 oh, bucks isn't bad. Expensive. Yeah. I mean, well, but for 65 bucks, I didn't think that was bad at all. I mean, you pay more oh. in taxes than you would uh, for shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have to go pay somebody to, to put them on unless you want to do the airsoft beads uh, for balancing and, and so on and so forth. So, anyway, I just called the Discount Tire, they, uh, the same place that I uh, got the, the current KM2 Mud Terrains that I had. And uh, they looked it up and they said, wow, these tires are almost four years old. So, I have literally, uh, I think December would be four years. So I have almost gotten four years of wear 
uh, out of these uh, KM2 mud terrains. And and guys, this is daily driving. Oh yes, twenty miles uh, uh, to and from work, and I think it's been pretty much twenty miles uh, to and from work uh, every day that I've had these tires. So forty miles oh, a day. That's amazing. Yeah. So what kind of tires are they again? These are the BFG uh, KM2 mud terrains. Now, okay. uh, a little birdie told me recently that the uh, the BFG has changed the compound in their KM2s yeah, uh, from the that. from the same compound that they have been using in their mud trains and uh, and all terrain tires to the compound that they're using right now in their rock crawler series of tires and uh, and it's a little bit more sticky compound, but I guess they've altered it slightly to still give you a forty thousand mile warranty. Whether or not that's true, I have not yet substantiated, but uh, interesting rumor nonetheless. You know, I was surprised that uh, I had such a hard time finding these tires. I think Tire Rack only had six of them. And well, they're I, a popular tire. And when I called uh, Discount, they said, uh, oh, yeah, well, let me look around. And everybody around here was, was uh, out of stock. And I said, now what's, I'm sorry? Uh, go ahead. I was, and my question was, uh, how can such a, uh, a great tire like this from a, a big company uh, how can they not have them? And he said, uh, basically, I was told by the manager that they have a production run that they run based on you know the the last year, how many were yep. sold last year, and then they they make X number probably with you know ten percent growth or five percent growth, and they just didn't pick the right uh, percentage to to make more of. So uh, the the current production run, I don't know if they do them all for a year or, or how often they do them, but they do. They they typically run by production year and and. Oftentimes, if you're looking for a tire um, and it's an older pattern or something, something like that, there is a, a at a certain point, even if it's a tire that has never been mounted and balanced, that a store will not sell a right. brand new tire because it's been sitting on the shelf for too long. Yeah, they so break if it's, down. it's a production year that's you know four, five, six years back. I don't know what the cutoff is, but um, but yeah, even though that it's still a, a, a tire that's in production. If it's a, if it's of an older production year, they simply won't sell it. I think it was a local news station, Channel Eleven, uh, a CBS affiliate, uh, broke a story a number of years ago uh, where people were selling old tires and the tires were coming apart. And I oh think boy. it led, I think it led to some deaths. And uh, there was wow. a, a big recall. I mean, I bet you that was ten or fifteen years ago. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I remember the Firestone tires exploding I think that's what on it was. the Explorers a uh, number of years back. Uh, that's exactly yeah. what it was. Ah, uh, it, that see, was, I thought that that was just uh, just poor compound. I didn't know that that was uh, old tires being sold. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I mean, they actually made sure that uh, the public understood that there are uh, dates on the tires that you can check, so you can be sure how long that tire has been sitting because they, they, you know, do break down over time. And, and I'll have a concern with the, the spare tire that I have because I didn't rotate my tires. So I have mm. a brand new spare tire on the back. Looks damn good, but it's been sitting out in the sun for, you know, uh, going on four years. So, yeah, so what's the difference between tough. the KM and the KM2? Because mine is, um, which in my manual, I was reading about the spare tire and the tires and how to read all that stuff. So I went out this past week, and it, mine says KM. There's no number after it. Yeah, but who makes that one? I have the BF Goodrich. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Some of the some of the JKs, uh, even though they were a newer production year, came with the original style of BFG KM tires. That's I a, think that's that is because cool. Jeep bought a massive load of them. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. Maybe there was an exclusive deal uh, with Jeep to produce that tread pattern in that specific size for that vehicle only uh because i mean heck i've seen them out here too a brand spanking new jk 
got a tire on the back. It's a KM1 uh, with uh, we still got the blue stripe down the middle of it. It's, it's uh, insane. AT though, right? Not MT? No, MT, Tony. Really? MT, KM. Oh, yeah. wow. I had no idea. That'd be so pretty typically cool. I've seen them in, in like a in in the metric version of a thirty three ten fifty. I don't know exactly what those numbers are, but uh, because it's a sixteen or seventeen inch rim, oh uh, yeah, wouldn't do me any good. But so you know, c- could you find a thirty three twelve fifty km one? I doubt it. Could mm-hmm. you find a you know a, a three oh five uh, sixty or you know I forgot what it, whatever the, the magic numbers. metric version is? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you know, maybe you know, go down and talk. That's actually an interesting question. Maybe I'll go do that. Go down to my local Jeep dealer and ask them. How are these old tires still on these new Jeeps? <laughs> yeah, and the thing is too that uh, the the ten and a half. I mean, that's good for um, oh, that's yeah. good for gas mileage, but not very good for um, rocks and uh, mud because uh, you want a, a wider grip uh, most of the time. Typically, yeah, typically, yeah. So, do. but it gives you better gas mileage because you have less friction since it's uh, a narrower. But, but anyway, the the tires have been ordered. The, they're having to come in from Harlingen, which is a, a couple hundred miles away. It's still in Texas, but. Uh, Texas is a big state, and uh, they were uh, they were ordered Monday, and I found out today that uh, they weren't actually shipped until today. Oh, so you might not have them this weekend. That's true. Most likely going to be a, a next weekend installation type of thing. Yeah, and that's fine. Only thing is, is I sure. was looking forward to getting off early uh, to go get the tires installed and then uh, headed home. Uh, oh, you know, right before nice. right before three day uh, three day weekend. Yeah, right, uh, Labor but, Day. But I did bitch about it, and I recommended uh, that in a nice way that uh, the manager uh, make sure that the district manager knows that the Harlingen store didn't ship these tires on time, and now I'm not going to have them whenever I was told. And uh, he said something about a free tire, so I may be getting a free hey. tire, Josh. <laughs> very nice yeah i love those kind of deals <laughs> so anyway uh next uh e- either tomorrow if they come in uh or probably next uh, tuesday wednesday i'll uh, have some fresh meat on the uh, on the jeep Ooh, fresh meat nothing like fresh love meat. tires love well i'm tires. uh i'm fresh into some serious work on my own jeep um uh, for those trying to uh, see a very grainy picture i'm holding up my cell phone to the camera right now showing a picture of my engine bay in my 99 XJ, virtually completely torn apart. Uh, right now, I've got uh, the head, uh, well, not the head. I've got uh, the uh, the header, the intake manifold, and the valve cover all completely off, leaving basically nothing but my valve train head and block there. I'm um, doing a lot of work to the Jeep. I've got the, uh, the header repair done. The valve cover gasket is done, and lots of other little stuff, too. Uh, the inside of my engine compartment has not been detailed in the better part of a couple years, uh, and lots of... Lots of mud gets up in there because I live here in the uh, sloppy northwest. So um, I'm kind of doing some some double duty as I'm as I'm uh, you know cleaning up a mating surface. I'm also uh, cleaning up a little bit of uh, engine compartment here and there. I'm trying to get things dressed up because honestly, it's really a pain in the ass to work on things that are just covered in yeah. in dirt and dust and and oil and gunk and and everything else. I've got several oil leaks that I'm uh, that I'm patching up as well. Obviously, the valve cover was one of them. My rear main seal and uh, an oil filter adapter O-ring kit are going to be done as of tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to be taking uh, tomorrow off. I'm taking a long weekend, a five or six day wow. weekend. In, in fact, yeah, loving that. Exciting. And, uh, and uh, tomorrow is going to be uh, doing nothing but working on the Jeep day uh, because I'm trying to get out of town and get uh, some dirt underneath the tires of the Jeep here. 
uh, one last time before summer ends. So wow, you might have a, a little bit of a camping trip and some wheeling trip in this weekend as well. Although I guess with the uh, the header all all done, all you need to, to do is put it on. You've you've uh, I guess you've got the valve cover back on. So uh, mm-hmm. you did say new O rings for the uh, for the injectors, right? That's going to be on the list as well. I figured I might as well go ahead and and pop those on since I'm doing it. Now, the last time I had my header off, I did not uh, put new O-rings on the injectors, and it was just fine. I didn't have any uh, any misfire codes. I uh, didn't have any uh, any examples of any injector leaking uh, as well. So, um, What year is your Jeep, Josh? Uh, mine is a 99, so oh, wow. I, I do not have the coil packs or wow. anything like that. So, yeah. That's as old as my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... This and I, there's a lot of a lot of things that are going through my head of sort of well, since I'm at this point, I might as well do fill in the blank, and there's a lot of that sort of stuff that's going on through my head like well, I could just go ahead and do this while I'm in here. And what's your uh, drop dead date, uh, Josh? Yeah, that's exactly. So it's it's one of those things where it's like well, you know, how long do I really want to live with this thing apart, and uh, and how how bad do I really want to get it all put back together and driving it? And honestly. Since I've got, oh yeah, I didn't tell you guys. I posted up in my build thread, um, but I haven't, uh, I haven't mentioned it here on the show yet because it's actually brand spanking new news. Um, bored out throttle body and bore matched uh, throttle body spacer are done and going to be ready to go on. Um, and for for those who've been following the story, this is the <laughs> this is the throttle body that uh, longtime friend of the show, good friend of mine, uh, Dean Murray, uh, had donated to my build many many months ago. And I sat on it for months and months and then got it bored. And then I sat on it for months and months. And now I've got the throttle body spacer board to match it as well. They're both uh, honed and in perfect shape. You can see those pictures over at xjtalk.com. Just do a search for NW99XJ. You guys can find my build thread. I've got all sorts of good stuff in there, including all the pictures of what I've been doing over the last few weeks to my engine bay. What time? You know, I'm looking at the pictures right now. And I just think it's really cool how you have all these old icky parts and these brand new shiny parts. (laughs) Just, well, um, actually, Tammy, some of those old icky parts uh, and shiny new parts are all the same parts. They've just been reconditioned by a little bit of wire wheel treatment. Yeah. Oh, wow. So uh, yeah. when are you leaving, Josh? Um, well, if, as long as the Jeep gets um, up and running tomorrow, it'll be first thing Saturday morning. Oh, wow. You're not cutting it short at all. Oh. No, no, no. Well, guys, most of mo- all the prep work is already done. I have all the parts. I've done pretty much all this sort of stuff before. Uh, and, and like, like I've said, uh, everything is ready. Like the, the, the mating surfaces are already prepped. All I have to do is slap on the intake manifold and the header back in. I'm kind of nitpicking because I'm doing a lot of this detail stuff as well mm-hmm. while I'm in there. And, uh, and that's time consuming. I, I need to quit doing that because it's just going to get dirty again and, uh, and, and get this thing put back together and, and get a road test. The, the thing that bothers me about this, Josh, is, you know, whenever you say that you're going to leave Saturday and you're going to be working on it all day Friday, but you've done all this before, it kind of sounds like you haven't because people that worked on a Jeep know that things come up <laughs> and it doesn't always happen the way you've planned. So uh, I'm, I know what you're saying, and uh, all the best. I was hoping that you were going to say you were going to be leaving like Thursday or Friday next week and, uh. and not Saturday, you know, like the day <laughs> after work day. But I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, and I, if it's not, I'm sure you'll figure it out. It just, I'm nervous. Uh, I'm nervous for you. <laughs> well, look, I've, I've, I've been in and over this Jeep uh, a million times. I've, I've had it for over seven years. I've, I've had virtually every nasty thing go wrong with it. I, I've, I've, I'm prepared. 
uh, this thing really at this point can't give me any surprises. And and just everybody knows, Josh doesn't trailer this thing out to where he's going. He drives. Oh it. no. So yeah, it, no, this was this was my daily driver for a number of years. It's been since uh, retired to toy only status, weekend warrior status, as I like to call it. And uh, and yeah, so it rarely sees uh, it rarely sees daily driving duty anymore, except for. Uh, when the weather gets really inclement and it starts to snow or something like that. Great to have a backup rig that you can depend Heck on, yeah. too. Yeah, especially How if long have you had this Jeep? <laughs> I've had it over seven years. Oh, okay. So, Tammy, uh, you were asking about tires. Do you have tires in your future? Um, I'd like to. I think I'm going to do um, a lift first. got to do them both um, on the same day. No, oh, I, I think I can do a little lift without anyway that's another whole uh, nother topic but i it, i keep going back and forth um so four I, inches I did you, get, four huh? inches you gotta go four inches no i can't go four inches that's <laughs> you way will, too high you will be I won't, so cool i won't fit in the garage I won't fit in my garage anymore have you have you have you verified this have you taken the yes. measurements have you done the math yeah. yes i've done the math and even well, two inches is gonna be uh I, I, there's no way I would fit in the garage with, with my top partially down because you know how it kind of sits above the passenger seats. Right. Um, there is absolutely I would tear that thing off if I you tried know, to get in the garage. It's funny. I've got a six and a half, actually probably a little more than six and a half inch lift on my Cherokee, a four inch lift with thirty threes on my wife's TJ, and I think I could go another three inches uh, and still get in my garage. Well, what year is your house? Uh, 97, I believe. When? 97. My house was built in 1972. Oh. oh okay, yeah. yeah. I had no so, idea. Well, um, back when everybody but, drove clown cars. Right, exactly. <laughs> now, I was reading the manual again. I know, I know. I shouldn't have been reading the manual. But it was talking about all these different kind of spare tires. You know, you have a full-size spare tire. You could have a limited-use spare tire, um, a compact spare tire, and any of these spare tires, they say you're not supposed to use only only for emergencies. And so, you know, once again, I got kind of a little paranoid thinking, oh, my God, what kind of spare tire do I have? Oh, you do have I a full have? size. You have to have a full size. But it is a, oh, it is a full size. I just, you know, once again, Tony, I should have just calmed down and not <laughs> believed what I read. But why would they have that in the Jeep manual anyway? I well, I don't well, know because there they do was make such a thing. They make two-wheel drives, uh, so I would think it'd be on a two-wheel drive, not a not a four-wheel drive. Right. Right. I was just going to say there was such a thing, unfortunately, as a two-wheel drive <laughs> yeah. Wrangler, uh, and they are out there. There's not many of them, but but they <laughs> I are did out there. Not know that. Uh, and and th- these don't have traction devices that would require both sides of the axle to be rotating equally uh, right. most of the time. So uh, you know, it's it's best. I've always hailed the uh, how good it is to have a full-size spare Absolutely. for many, many reasons. Uh, but uh, in some cases, you know, a donut is better than nothing. Oh, yeah. I right. mean, it gets you from point A to point B, sure. Well, and one thing I totally, I'm kicking myself for not doing is the last time I took it in for an oil change, which was at about 4,000 miles. Um, I for, They rotated the tires for me, but I forgot to tell them to put the fifth tire in the rotation oh. i'm so surprised i didn't suggest that. that you've got a you've got a jack and a lug wrench and, and a, a, hey you've got a new power wrench you got you can well, do that and i was just gonna say it i have my new coyote power wrench that i just got in the mail today i was so excited i could do oh, it wow. myself i guess i could but so, i don't have the what, the lift 
I was just going to ask you, uh, have you looked at a high lift jack yet and where to put it? Um, I do have a high lift jack. Um, uh, somebody in California sent me theirs um, as a, a gift, um, but I've never used it. Well, now I've never you, used a jack, period. Since you have the, uh, those sliders there, that'll be a lot easier to uh, find a good point uh, to, to jack up your right. uh, JKU. But you got to be really careful with those uh, those high lifts. They're dangerous. And it is it is an actual brand name high lift jack, right? It's not a a generic oh, high lift. Yeah, I it's a it's the the good kind. Yeah. So uh, I and, and I think everybody has their own opinion about that. Josh, you may have a different one, but uh, I don't think it's worth saving the you know uh, thirty or forty bucks uh, if it's that much to get a high lift jack that is a, a generic one, a China made one. Uh, oh yeah those things no. are, are are dangerous when they're brand new they're they're uh -huh. great devices uh and you want to be but you want it's like a loaded weapon no. you want to be very Look, careful I, with it if somebody's out on the trail and, and they start uh they start breaking out their harbor freight uh, <laughs> uh yeah their harbor freight high lift jack i i, I stop them right then and be like no we'll, we'll figure something else out because honestly the internals on that thing are just something i wouldn't trust it's it's Harbor Freight makes a lot of great stuff. Some of their stuff I honestly would never ever buy. Now, if you have one of these, you know, hey, I'm sure you you had your reasons for for making that purchase when you did, and and something is oftentimes better than nothing. Mm -hmm. In this case, I would put it on Craigslist if I were you. Yeah, I mean, and you may have used it a thousand times and not had any issues. Uh, that happens. There's people out there that wheel uh, day in and day out on the Dana 35, and uh, and they do it right and are are they're lucky. Uh, so uh, your uh, your mileage may vary, but uh, if you're making a purchase for a high lift jack, I highly recommend going with a brand name, if nothing else, because of the the steel that's used uh, in the manufacturing of the high lift jack. So uh, if you have different differing opinions, please let us know. Call into our voice line, uh, email us, whatever you want to do. Maybe you've had great luck with uh, uh, the, uh, the the China made uh, high lift jacks. So. Anyway, uh, that's about all the time we have for uh, the uh, campfire segment, and we're going to get over to our Wheeling Where. Yeah, this is where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Now, We Rock is, uh, well, of course, the nation's biggest off-road rock crawling competition series, and uh, they have their Grand Nationals coming up September 12th in Katempsi Rocks, otherwise known as K2 in Mason, Texas. For more information on that event, uh, you have to go check these out head over to WeRockLive.com. The 2015 Overland Challenge happens Wednesday, September 30th, and goes to Sunday, October 4th. Again, guys, this is an overlanding challenge. The 2015 Overland Challenge is taking place in New Hampshire this year and will run a four-day route from New Hampshire main border in southern New Hampshire up to Mount Washington through and around the White Mountain National Forest down to the central New Hampshire-Vermont border and will finish in the southwestern part of the state. This is some really cool stuff. If you guys are into overlanding, this is an event you definitely want to be part of. For more information, you can email Ryan at exploringnh.com or head over to www.overlandchallenge.com. And don't forget, Jeep Junkies, wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And always, always remember to tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you have an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. You know, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but uh, Southeast uh, Texas Jeepers 
did a run from Beaumont into Louisiana to uh, not only say promote, but to honor the fallen uh, police officer that was shot and killed in Louisiana. There were over yeah, 200 that. Jeeps all in a oh, row man. going down awesome. I-10. And cool. uh, I have been trying to find a contact for Southeast uh, Texas Jeepers. I think it's SETX Jeepers. And I'm really good at uh, you know searching on the internet, and I have not been able to find a contact. I wanted to urge them to contact us and let us know anytime that they're going to be having an event or something for our wheeling wear. Uh, and uh, if you guys uh, are a member of the Southeast uh, Texas Jeepers uh, uh, chapter or whatever, let them know. We'd like to be in contact with them so we can spread the news about the various events. And since I'm in Southeast Texas, I might want to go too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you guys definitely want to be heading over to our various online sources, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. We are on the Twitter, as Tony likes to say, <laughs> hashtag Jeep Talk Show. Make sure you're using that. We are at Jeep Talk Show on the Twitter. And of course, our voicemail line, once again, those numbers, 530-675-4102. Or you guys can use our SpeakPipe feature over at www.jeeptalkshow.com. Right there on the right side of the page, just a little thing that says send questions or comments. Great way to get us some of your opinions. Love hearing from you guys. And hey, Jeepers, we know you guys are making purchases all the time. We see it in our Amazon You Bought What every other week. Next time you guys order your Jeep parts, make sure you ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. Let them know about how much you enjoy the podcast. If you're buying a product or service from a vendor because of review or discussion you heard here on the show, let that vendor know. And if they don't already know about the show, be sure to tell them about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Big thanks to Tammy for taking on the role of editing our uh, website. Uh, you can see that it's a lot prettier. We've got pictures. And uh, if you didn't know, I used to do it, and I did the bare minimum to get by. <laughs> so thanks a lot, Tammy, for doctoring that thing oh, up. And if you guys, fun. If you guys haven't been over to uh, Jeep, jeeptalkshow.com in a while, or maybe you just uh, use the, uh, the page to watch the show live on Thursday nights, uh, dig around there a little bit, and you'll see over the last, uh, I think it's the two last two uh, last episodes. Two. Yep. Uh, that Tammy has uh, has doctored up for us. And uh, I didn't mention in the show that both uh, Tammy and Josh are wearing Jeep Talk Show t-shirts. Oh, I think Josh is going to turn around for us and let us see the back there. Oh, there you go. He's probably going to strangle himself. There you go. Whoa, look at that. That's a great looking logo. And there's Tammy's. They're the same. <laughs> Tammy has uh, the word Tammy on her. Is that way... Uh, uh, no matter how much wine she drinks, she can know who she is. <laughs> I have a purple shirt, too. Maybe I'll wear that next week. There you go. Take down half the studio trying that stunt. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. I mean, you can't even see mine because of my hair. I guess I'll have to wear a ponytail when I'm out and about. On this week's Tony and Josh show, we will, of course, discuss the tragic Virginia State reporter shooting that happened on live TV. And if you break the law and are unpleasant to the cops, then kill yourself in jail. They might just name a street after you. Participation trophies are not for everyone, including this guy's kid. Finally, somebody stands up to everyone getting a blue ribbon. What's up, Doc? Poor choices lead to a life-changing operation to this man. We'll pull back the sheet and peel off the bandages to find out what happened on this week's Tony and Josh show. 